Hello and welcome to the eTalk21 Sports Podcast. My name is Eric. I'm the man behind eTalk21 Sports. You can find my work on Twitter for everything at eTalk21. For Instagram, everything sports betting at eTalk21 Sports underscore. For free horse racing picks at eTalk21 Sports underscore horse underscore racing. And for free fantasy football advice, tips, and whatnot at etop 21 sports underscore fantasy. How is everyone doing today? Can we believe it's already November 13th? It's going to be a little different podcast today. I'm coming from um, Michigan, drove out here to surprise my parents, um, namely my dad, for his big birthday that happened a couple days ago. So it's going to be a quick podcast today, quick to the point and everything. Where unfortunately no real guests are going to come on. We'll go back to having guests next week. Just wanted to touch on some stuff for the week and uh, get out of here. Give you guys the DFS build. Give you my thoughts on OBJ. So um, something really interesting happened to me this week. I, um, you know, maybe it was a dick, dick thing to do. I really don't think I insulted the guy. There was this guy who had this big following who, like, made this argument why Michigan should be ahead of Michigan State. And my thing was like, oh, wow, a guy with a Michigan T-shirt saying that Michigan should be ahead of Michigan State. You know, I can't really say that's a shocker. And this guy went off. This guy completely just went off. He said it was a cloud take, even though it's not really a take. It's factual. The guy is wearing a Michigan T-shirt in his profile pic, but that's fine. And then he went on to say that my sports picks were a waste of money. Now, it's always just funny to me because... We're in this age, and I said this when the sports betting thing was going to be like taking off like it has, is you're going to get these guys that are just content people that really know nothing about sports betting and just have huge followings and give out stuff. And that's what this guy is. This guy, like in terms of sports betting, I listen to some of his stuff. He's a clown. He knows nothing. He just happens to have a big following. But I really question how much that following is actually legit. He has X amount of, like, huge, like, 17K followers. And he routinely only gets a couple people liking his stuff. Like, I, I'm not even in his follow demographic on Twitter. And I am getting more likes than him on stuff, which doesn't make any sense to me. So it kind of makes me question how much of his stuff is real. But that's another thing. But it, it's to my point. We have a lot of people in the industry now that are just giving out stuff that really have no idea what they're talking about. This guy, he gave out when Michigan played Michigan State. Shocker, he took Michigan. He's like, you don't want to take Michigan here laying the four because they'll probably win the game by two. So take them at the money line. That could be some of the worst advice I've ever heard in my life. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. There's few people, even though Twitter and Instagram with these guys selling picks and everything will make you think otherwise there's actually there's legitimately like maybe 20 of us that do what we claim to do on twitter and that's what i do in terms of using this income to to live off of there's about 20 of us if that so you know when i chime in my two cents you know that's fine you can disagree with it but when you start disagreeing with my work that's when i have another problem and here's the thing that most of you guys don't know I don't really have that big of many people that pay for my picks, and that's by my choice. I want my energy to be put on putting out fantasy football stuff to help you and bets to help. That's fantasy football and bets for me to make money. Fantasy football, I give you out for free to help you guys make money. Bets, I limit it to 15 people. 
that's it. Last year was 20. It was way too much because all the questions. And constantly asking me questions about this, that, other things, live bets. You know, it's just, it just got too much. So I had to cut down to 15. So I limit myself to 15 people. But yeah, I'm trying to screw people. Like, it just doesn't make sense. And like, that's kind of where we are with the, uh, with the betting industry. You know, you got people like me that are actually do this for a living, just trying to help people out. And then you got this other guy who's gets so insensitive when you disagree with his opinion. And he's got a huge following and he has no idea what he's talking about. But that's why you have to be careful. Like the bigger companies, like the FanDuel, DraftKings, BetRivers, PointsBet, um, uh, Barstool too, I guess. But um, they have these guys and they give out bets and they really have no idea. They're just giving them out because they're hoping that people that are affiliated with the sports book lose and that's what they do and that's how the sports book makes money so that's something else like you guys need to keep in mind in this crazy uh crazy world that we are in in terms of uh in terms of betting um another big news obj you know he's re he signed with the rams which is a little bit of a shocker i honestly thought he was going to go to the saints and there's the thing about OD, obj and you can, I'll talk to you in terms of fantasy, in terms of production. He's in his eighth year. And his eighth year is when that year when we tend to see wide receivers go on the decline. Twenty When he was 22 through 26, OBJ was one of the best fantasy producers in the NFL, one of the best wide receivers in the league. Cleveland, you know, you can say the Cleveland years don't count. You can say he had Baker. You can say it was hurt, you know, whatever. But he's at that time now. He's coming off a major injury, and he's 29 years old. And this is when receivers start to make their decline. So I really don't think he's going to help your fantasy football team. So if I had him, I wouldn't be, like, doing that, oh, hey, look at me, look at me thing quite yet. Um, in terms of helping the Rams, the whole thing is, is he's going to be able to fit in the room. Oh, he's shown that he um, gets upset when he doesn't get the ball. There's that whole thing going on with Chubb where Chubb says, I want to win, right after OBJ says, hey, I want a touchdown. So it kind of shows you the little bit of the attitude. But, you know, if oh, he can come in and he can buy into everything, yeah, I think it I think it will work for the Rams. It gives someone else another, you know, like, wide receiver to be worried about. But, you know, I really don't think it – let me put it this way. My perception of the Rams doesn't really change with OBJ going there. It doesn't really at all. Just because I really don't feel like a wide receiver, a 29-year-old wide receiver that hasn't been good in three years really is going to move the needle that much for a team that's trying to win a championship. So I, unless he's, is he going to play DB? Because right now the Rams are really struggling in the DB and they're struggling on the defensive end of the ball. Um, another thing is the fantasy football build. Let me, let me go through this fantasy football build uh, real quick. Now, quarterback, what I want to do in quarterback here, and again, this is for your cash game breakdowns where I'm going to be uh, giving you guys the people I'm looking to build around. Now, so quarterback, I nailed it down. I like Tyler Tyler Hinkie. 5,400, positive green script for him. Bucks defense have issues in the back four. Bucks are giving up uh, 264 yards, two TDs, and 20 fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks. We lock it in Hinkie at 5,400. This is going to open up stuff for us to get cheap to get more expensive players in because there are some players with some great matchups this week in terms of fantasy football 
So we're going to lock Hanky in our quarterback. Here are the players I'm looking back for our running back position. We have Aaron Jones. He has this trend where every other game he produces. We were on him last week. He got a disappointing eight points, but the week before he got 20. So he does this thing, 28-28. That's his thing. This historically is the week where he does good. Uh, Seattle is allowing 77.3 receptions, 70 yards, 105 rushing yards, and 26.2 fantasy points per game to oppose opposing running backs. But the main thing for this is if Aaron Rodgers starts. I really think this isn't going to be a run script game for the Packers. So I'd be more invested in him if Jordan Love is starting. Another one, and now this one's a little higher up, but again, with us paying down for Tyler Hanky at quarterback, this is going to open up so we can have some more expensive options. Najee Harris. Lions are giving up 110 yards rushing, 28 fantasy points per game to opposing running backs. Also, another thing with Harris is he doesn't fight for touches. He's the main dog in that backfield. He's getting all the touches. He's getting all the run. Another low-budget option is Mark Ingram. News broke yesterday that Alvin Ingram, the starting running back for the New Orleans Saints, isn't going to be playing. Mark Ingram, um, only 4,500. Titans are 23rd DVOA against the run. And they're giving up 18.5 points per game to opposing running backs. I expect the Saints to have a run-heavy offense no matter who is in at quarterback. Another one you can look at here is Dwayne Washington for the Saints for the same reason. Um, lastly, uh, Dalvin Cook, Chargers' worst DVOA against the run. They're giving up 25.3 fantasy points per game. But then you have the off-the-field stuff for Cook. Is he going to play? Honestly, I really hope Cook doesn't play. Because if Cook doesn't play, that's going to open up stuff for Madison. And I am all in on Madison. I got so much Madison stock. It is absolutely... Absolutely, positively insane. In terms of wide receiver, like Mike Evans, Godwin, Godwin game time decision, AB and Gronk out, Washington's giving up 35.4 fantasy points per game. Obviously, the one worry here is what happens if this game gets off script and the um, Bucks get up early and then they don't have to throw the ball. So that's a big worry here. And when you play guys in these matchups like this, that's the thing you have to worry about. So that's why I kind of like to target games, which... I think are going to be a little bit more competitive. Russell Gage, Cowboys are giving up the eighth most um, fantasy points per game to opposing wide receivers. You're going to have a positive game script because the Falcons should be behind. Plus all the Cowboys, they're probably going to be focused on stopping rookie sensation Kyle Pitts. Keenan Allen, Williams banged up. Um, Vikings are giving up 34.4 fantasy points per game. This game could turn in a shootout. I really think this Chargers-Vikings game has a potential to be fantasy gold. C.D. Lamb, bounce-back game. You guys know how it is. After a guy shits the bet, I like to look at him to bounce back. I think C.D. is going to be a little under the radar. This back for for the Falcons isn't that good. Um, and C.D. has been lining up more on the outside as opposed to the slot. Plus, they're going to get Gallup back. So that's going to help C.D. a lot. Michael Pittman, 6,300, 23.8. 8-3 fantasy points per game is the way the Jays are, are giving up. Um, no, sorry, 23.83 fantasy points per game is what he's been averaging the last three. Jags are giving up 33.4 fantasy points per game to opposing running backs. But again, the one thing you have to worry about is the opposing game script. Uh, so those are the, the wide receivers I'm looking at. I'm probably going to put in Pittman. So right now I think I'm going to go Pittman, Cook, and Heineke. Um, tight end, I nail it down to Noah Fant. 
4,300. Eagles are giving up 13.9 fantasy points per game, 7.4 receptions, 63 yards, or Kyle Pitts, 5,800. 5.3 receptions, 58.3 yards, 13.1 fantasy points per game to opposing wide receivers with the Cowboys are lining up. I'm going to go with Fant here. You know, he's coming back from COVID. That's a big worry because he was on the COVID list. He missed last week's game. So it's we're going to go with Heineke, um, Aaron Jones, uh, Michael Pittman, and Noah Fant. That's going to be the build in terms of fantasy. Um, that's actually it for today's show, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Like I said, quick show today, you know, spending time with the family, and that stuff is obviously the most important thing for me. We have a loaded day of college football, loaded day of college basketball, NBA, NFL tomorrow. Uh, I ran through the NFL slate with Gino Bacallan, and that's what G said podcast. Link to that is my bio. Make sure you check that out. I also am going to be on fourth and inches tomorrow on Better Than Vegas. We go game by game give our bets what we like and everything so make sure you check that out thanks for tuning in quick show like i said today but i'll be back next week have a little bit of a longer show go back to having the guests and everything thanks for tuning in have a good day let's make some money let's cash some tickets boys and girls